Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Ideas podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Baker. Today, I welcome Marcy Hershey. Marcy is a dream coach and co-host of the Unicorn Lens podcast. She helps people dream big and live the life they love. Welcome, Marcy. How are you today? Fantastic. Nice to finally meet you. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been soaking up your vibes virtually. And I think I like, wrote you a note right away that was like, oh my gosh, you have this like frisky freedom that I just want to bottle. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know that you talk a lot about looking at life with this unicorn lens and that's such a compelling idea because how fun. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what that lens is and how you apply it in your life? Well, it all started when I decided I wanted to create more love in my life. So I started looking at life through the lens of love and that was to create more love in my life. And as I did that, creating more love, it just kept getting better and better and better. And I tapped into that power of creation. So then I decided to do a podcast, the unicorn lens, the YO unicorn lens, which is looking at life through the lens of infinite possibility. And so now possibility is my practice. And that's kind of what we do with our podcast. We you know, invite others to practice possibility and we kind of shine a light on people who we think are living their best lives. And we want more of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that we all want to feel like we are living our best lives. One of the interesting things that I've talked to some of my, you know, gal pals about recently is kind of sometimes women especially seem to get so just like, far away from what their dream life might be that they forget to envision or dream. So I know that I want to get to talking to you about like getting into this dream life, but let's start with the woman who maybe just doesn't even know what that would look like for herself and kind of maybe even feels a little guilty about it. Where can she begin to to think about that? Well, we're all here having a human experience, right? We're spe- well, I like to say I believe that we're spiritual beings here having a human experience. And a lot of the things that we believe have been programmed by our family, our friends, the community that we choose to be part of. And we believe those things to be true. But a belief is just a thought that we continue to think over and over until we believe it. So if we want something new, we have to start thinking something new. So that's where I teach people how to believe something that they don't believe yet. And those three steps are to find out what you believe now, decide what you want to believe, and then practice believing it. So that can take some time because 
We feel like we aren't worthy of it. We don't deserve it. We should be this way and we should ourselves to death, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I like to invite my, the people that I work with, I invite them to do what I call a dream download on a daily basis to check in and allow themselves to just feel all the feelings and have all the dreams and the wishes. And we talk about this dream as if it's like something that can't be like, we just constantly dream about it. It's something that's impossible, but our thoughts create our reality. We can absolutely have the life we want. It's the power of a thought. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Absolutely. So if you're someone who get stuck in the should cycle. Maybe it's, I should be doing this or I, my life should look like this. What is a way to bring a little bit more awareness and maybe release some of that pressure to live in the should zone, if you will? Well, like I said, the dream download is a very helpful tool to just get honest with yourself because it's just like a journal. And you're having a story with yourself and you're creating that, that relationship with yourself and being honest. Because a lot of times we're not honest about what it is that we want. And that's where the should comes in. Like we're relying on things outside of us to tell us who we're supposed to be, who we should be, what we're supposed to do instead of checking in with ourselves and deciding for ourselves what it is that we want and going from there. Maybe they don't match up with what you were taught when you were a kid. But for an example, I was taught as a kid, no one likes a frowny face, change it to a smile. Make the world a better place by smiling all the while. That is a song that I learned when I was five, you know? And so then I started thinking, I'm not allowed to be sad. I'm supposed to be happy. That's a thought that I grew up with. Life is meant to be happy, but sometimes I don't want to be happy. If I lose a friendship or somebody in my family passes away, that's an appropriate time to feel sad. It's okay to feel sad. I really appreciate that perspective because, you know, I am someone who luckily is naturally pretty positive and I always try to make the choice to see the lesson and be positive, but things happen sometimes. And I feel like a younger version of myself would just kind of try to skip over tough emotions and try to grab for something shiny and happy. And I totally agree with you that they don't necessarily like go somewhere. So Do you have any advice for if you are going through a period that you're feeling some tough emotions? Like, what are some of the ways you found to be healthiest in your personal journey to process those and give those space to kind of like clear out? You know, our thoughts create our feelings. And then when we feel a certain way, we act a certain way. And then we end up with this result, right? Which then creates another thought. So it's a big loop of how we live and how we create. So let's say I feel sad, but I don't want to be sad. I feel like I shouldn't be sad. 
So then I keep myself in this loop of I'm sad, but I shouldn't feel sad. So I don't feel and express myself. I just hide it and I tuck it away. It still keeps me in that loop. So I avoid being uncomfortable in the sadness, but I'm uncomfortable anyway. So maybe being uncomfortable and allowing that sadness to show up, saying hello to it and talking it through, that'll free me up to think something new in order to feel something new and then create something else for myself. But in order to do that, we have to go through the process, allowing it, allowing ourselves to be ourselves. Another tool I use is like, I do meditation in the morning and in the evening. That's just time for me to like connect with myself and allow myself to feel all the feelings and show up as myself. That's something that I like to encourage the people that I work with to do too. Just allowing yourself to, and be honest, like coming on this, (laughs) on this podcast with you and having a conversation with you. I felt some you know, a little bit of anxiety about it, even though I have conversations like this all the time with other people, I'm still feeling that anxiousness. So allowing that to still be there and show up anyway, because sometimes we get stuck in that fear that we don't want to do it. We just say no. We say no to our dreams because it's going to be hard. Maybe, maybe we can't do it. We don't know unless we try. So allowing that fear to come show up and honoring ourselves anyway and showing up anyway, that's how we create something new. I really, I, I, that definitely resonates. I appreciate that perspective. And I, I want to get back a little deeper into this dream stuff. Cause I know you have so much expertise to offer. And I think a lot of women get in this situation where they're hinging living their dream life to some big external change, for instance, a new city or a new house or a new job that might not feel doable for various reasons at the moment. How can they start living their dream life without feeling they have immediate access to huge external changes? All right. Well, I think that the belief that there's somewhere other than here that is better creates suffering right? Or if there's a belief that there's a person who I am that's better than the person I am right now, that creates more suffering. When I think something is better here than here, that's when I suffer. So maybe I'm perfect just the way I am. When I fall in love with this, I say, I love this and I want more. So a desire that keeps me stuck or in that loop, right, isn't helpful. But when I start asking myself about the dream and will this help me be more of who I want to be and follow that train, it comes from conscious thinking and awareness and constantly checking in with ourselves and knowing that there is not going to be better. We're always going to be us in the future too, right? Wherever we go, there we are. So that's exactly what came to mind for me. Literally, we had the exact same thought. It's like you can make a big change, but 
you know, it's still the same person. So it's right. kind of like, what are you moving away from or towards with this big, this big move? I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> right. Well, we think that, that our happiness comes from everything outside of us, but life is just life. And then things happen. And then we have a thought about it and we can, we're having this experience here now. Both of us are having this same experience, right? But you're experiencing it in your way and I'm experiencing it in my way. And I come with all of my history, all of my experience, all of my life that's made me who I am now. And you come with all of that that's made you who you are. And even though we're having this same experience, it's still different. So maybe I can have a thought about it and you can have a thought about it and they're both right. I might not agree with you or you might not agree with me, but that doesn't make mean that we're wrong. You know, so when we come to realize that we're perfectly worthy, 100% beautiful in the person we are now and fall in love with that person then everything else is beautiful. The now and the there. I hear you. I hear you on that. And it's kind of part of what I'm taking from what you're saying now is how we interact with the now is kind of creating everything in our future. So that, you know, that makes me think about these moments and I'm not talking about major things like death or that sort of thing, but just moments in everyday life, like annoyances, like a traffic jam or something doesn't go as expected. What practices have helped you shift how you respond instead of just react to, to kind of these circumstances that you didn't plan for? Well, I think what has been helpful for me is realizing that the only person I can control is myself. And I have to remind myself this all the time, all the time. I have three grown children and sometimes I forget that they're adults, you know, and I want to like, you should be doing this and you should be doing that and expecting them to show up a certain way. And then that creates heartache for me. You know, it's not them that's creating the heartache for me. It's me thinking that they should behave a different way. They are perfectly worthy of their own experience. They are entitled to their experience as well. That goes for anybody else outside of my experience. The only person I have control over is me. So when I allow that to happen, my kids could do something that might make me feel bad, right? It's not them making me feel bad. It's my thought about what they're doing that makes me feel bad. Now I can take a look at that. What I call the dream download is when we do that and we go through what I learned in life coach school, the model. And we find out what our thoughts are creating. What kind of experience are we creating with our thoughts and our feelings, our actions, and ultimately what we have, our results. So noticing that what other people do 
is not creating my experience. What I'm thinking about what they're doing is creating my experience. If I want a different experience, I need to think a different way. But maybe something that my kids have done, I feel bad about. It's my thought about it. And it's totally fine that I feel bad if I'm fine with feeling bad. Instead of trying to cover it up with something, it's okay to feel bad. So many times we feel like we're not allowed to feel bad. We're not allowed to feel sad. This life experience is 50-50 when we come into life recognizing that there's going to be good and bad. There's opposition in all things. We know what happy feels like because we know what sad feels like. So when we welcome that in and allow it, then we can be more of who we are and we can create from that point. We can take charge of our own experience in that way. I hear you. I I totally, that's something I still, it it takes a lot of work and it's a journey and a transformation to be able to realize you're the man in the mirror, you know, like you're creating your own suffering by thinking things should be differently oftentimes. And it's still a lesson that I I'm learning. I'm curious though, if women feel like there's certain situations or people that are routinely triggering them, should they try to avoid that situation or should they try to be more self-aware and try to figure out the lesson or, or why that's keeping, why that continues to come up? Let's think of an example so we can get down and dirty with it. What a, give me an example. Okay. Well, but I mean, I think a, a, a spouse would be the easiest. Like, let's say like one of my friend's um, husband's chided her for like continually losing the keys. And she's very upset that he keeps yelling at her, but she's also like, well, I do kind of lose the keys. So like, where, like, where, where is the, the mindfulness piece or lesson in that? So he's upset at her for losing the keys. And she's like, I know I lose the keys, but I, but he keeps bugging me about losing the keys. She recognizes that, yeah, that's a thing. I do lose the keys. She can't stop him from getting upset over her (laughs) for losing the keys. Only he can stop himself from getting upset over her losing the keys. But she can choose how she's going to respond. She can either react or respond. Reacting would be without much thought about it, right? And responding is like, hmm, yeah, I do lose the keys. He sees that I lose the keys. He's upset that I lose the keys. How do I want to respond to this? Instead of just getting upset too, you know? Reacting is not much thought in it, but responding is taking a minute. Maybe taking a minute to think about it before responding. Because when we react, there's just more like, He's going to be mad. She's going to be mad. It's going to be back in that unhelpful loop. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thank you. I know that's a small example, but I think that that was actually super helpful just to go through an actual (laughs) example. I like that a lot. Okay. So I'm getting back to this dream download because this is obviously, it seems it can feel like a lot, you know, even what we're talking about now, like establishing the habit of responding instead of reacting is a lifetime habit for some people to form, you know, it takes practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that can feel daunting for some women, but I think that you have this way of infusing this like fun and playfulness and all the, this work. And sometimes just like lightening up, like even saying that I'm like, yeah, that feels better. So how do we move towards this, you know, higher self that's better at responding versus acting, but like not make it another like thing I need to do or like clench it so tightly. How do we make it fun and lighthearted? Well, like, let's think about your friend again, you know, her husband's upset. She's upset with herself too, for losing the keys, you know, so that's more shame coming in. Right. So really her experience is more about her than him. He's just kind of adding some fuel to the fire, but really her experience is hers. So maybe what I like to do is maybe if the thought I love my husband, like she, she wants to love her husband, but maybe I love my husband is too big of a jump right now. We think of the next best thought. So I like to take like some, somebody with their dream that seems too big. It seems impossible. So then I like to break it down into easier steps. So next best thought. Well, what is the next best thought that you can believe? Because in order to get those results, you can't just think happy thoughts. You don't just think happy thoughts and then we've created something new. We actually have to believe the thought in order to generate that feeling, right? Otherwise, there's just shame. So to breaking it down into the next best thought is kind of how I help people through that. Finding the next best thought that they can believe and practice that for a little bit. It's a little bit easier to believe that, okay, my husband's upset right now, but he still loves me. I know he still loves me. Just maybe he's frustrated with me right now, but I know he still loves me. A thought like that might be helpful in guiding you down to, I love my husband. You know, even though she does love him, she's having these thoughts and feelings. But the next best thought is going to help guide her to that goal. I love that practice because it's almost like a little ladder too, because anyone who's in any relationship (laughs) with family or friends, you know that if you go back in a reactive way, it's just going to invite like a bad cycle, right? So being able to feel like you're in in that have that that tool and control just to take it maybe up to one step up the ladder of a mm-hmm. better thought a little bit more mindful i like mm-hmm. that well a lot of times what we see in other people is our own reflection you know like your friend he's upset at her for losing the keys she's upset at herself for losing the keys so Like it's a reflection. You're seeing yourself reflected back and you don't like it. (laughs) A lot of times that's the problem. You know, we don't like what we see about ourselves. So that's why it's an inside job. 
the most important relationship you will ever have is your relationship with yourself. When you can generate those feelings of love and forgiveness, all of those things that you want, if you can do that for yourself, it's so much easier to do it for others. Absolutely. Oh, so you're at this place sitting with so much wisdom. And I know it's it's been a journey for you. What do you wish yourself sitting 10 years ago would have known that you know now? <laughs> oh my goodness. I wish I would have known that I am creating my own experience. Here I was like blaming it on everyone else. I had no idea. Like going to the life, I went to school at the life coach school. That's where I got my education. And they t- teach the model, which is your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, motivate you to act a certain way, and then you get the results. Taking that responsibility, I had no idea. I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known how to create, build that relationship with myself. I looked outside of myself to define me instead of getting to know me. I felt like this is how I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm supposed to look like. That's what I'm supposed to feel. That's what I'm supposed to do instead of what do I want? No one asked me that. What do you want? It's you need to hold still. You need to, you know, even when we're little, you need to hold still. You can't, don't cry. You know, don't be sad. Big girls don't cry or, you know, all of those things that we're taught when we're little. I mean, we want to teach our kids certain things, but we should definitely teach them these big things that we're responsible for our own experience. I wish somebody would have taught me that. Well, I'm glad you got the lesson regardless of timing. (laughs) And I know that my listeners will be thrilled to and inspired just to, to think on that for their own lives. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Well, thank you. I know we're hitting up against time, but I'm a writer and a, a avid journaler fan. And I always like to leave my listeners with a final question that they could either just think on if they're busy or chat with a friend about just to have a deeper, meaty, fun conversation or journal about if they want. So I will, in closing, just ask you, Marcy, what's one question women should be asking themselves more often? Mm. Well, our dreams are the map to our truest desires, right? Our heart, our best life. So I think the best question to ask yourself every day is, will this help me be more of who I want to be? That's the best question. Will this help me be more of who I want to be? And then follow that path. I love that. That's such a really easy to apply filter to when we're making decisions with intentionality about what we want to be doing day to day. So that's a great question to think on. Thank you so much for your time. This is wonderful to connect with you. Thank you, Whitney. This is fun. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at WhitneyWoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.